Father, we just love you. Oh, I love your glory, Lord. I love just mm, being with these people. <sighs> Such a good smell on them, Lord. These people smell really good, and I'm happy about that. I'm really happy about their fragrance, Lord. Oh, wow. <laughs> you unveil right now, Lord, just uh, just more of uh, of your beauty to us, what you've done, who we are, what you've made in this place. We, we release angels of wisdom and angels of revelation right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for true revelation from heaven right now concerning the magnitude of what you've done. The magnitude, Lord. We adore you. Yeah, yeah. Magnify your name in here tonight. God, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Does anybody have a Bible? Yeah, I didn't think so. You should get one. (laughs) Oh, you lazy slackers. No, just kidding. But there's nothing like huffing a Bible, you know? Even if it's on your phone, you can just be like... There's impartation. Oh, we just lose power to your Bible right now. Loose. Thank you, Jesus. Loose. There's nothing like just huffing this stuff and getting it in. I'm just going to go over some some basic things. But uh, if you want, you can just turn to Romans six. If you're going to talk about this, could be like a, another uh, little Romans six uh, exposition. And uh, if you've heard sermons on Romans six again, uh, well, don't leave. But you can if you want. I don't care. But, <laughs> but we're just going to, I want to talk about Romans 6 and, uh, and go through that because, uh, man, I just, I just want to tell you tonight, especially, you know, if you're new or you've only heard, you're like, what is this place about? Right? Like the, the message we've been gripped with, like, and I just say, I'm still as jacked up on it as ever is the gospel that Jesus preached. It's like actually like that good. Like it's actually real and it actually like stuff, you know, happens, healings manifest and your life is transformed by what Jesus, a simple thing that Jesus declared, which is that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And uh, we're all like, we got 10,000 people telling you about Jesus and all these different like preachers or whatever. But, but somehow we've so often missed just the simple thing that actually Jesus said when he went from town to town. He said like one simple thing. And literally it says it. He went from village to village. This is Mark 1.15 or Matthew 4.17. They both say, Jesus went village to village proclaiming the good news and saying. And then it has in quotes what Jesus said. Do you want to know what Jesus said? Isn't that good? Like, do you want to know what he went? Jesus didn't have like 500 sermons like a lot of us do, right? Like a lot of preachers do. Jesus preached like two sermons in the Bible uh, that we have on record. But mostly he just said one thing everywhere he went. Like Jesus just said one thing. And, uh, and it's so crazy to me that I, I was raised as a Christian and I never heard this. Not even once. I'll be honest. Like I never heard this even once. And this is what Jesus preached from place to place. <laughs> I mean, this is why some of you are like, yeah, right. Like, no way. But that's why if you have a Bible, man, to just turn to, to Mark 115 and look at it. Just set your eyes on it for a second. I know I told you to go to Romans 6, but uh, a lot of rabbit trails here. But this isn't the rabbit trail. This is the trail. Like, this is the main deal, right? Is Mark 115, Matthew 417. He said, Jesus said... From town to town, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Yeah. Whoa! Whoa yeah. 
Yeah, come on. Come on. Uh, uh. Maybe you're not hit by that so hard because you don't have revelation on it, but I'm telling you, what Jesus was saying is heaven is here. Woo. So we've just been like exploring a little fringe. I like that. We've been exploring the last few years. Just what does that literally like mean like for all for our lives? Like how how far it is, what are all the implications of that? Of what Jesus said that heaven is here, like the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And uh my God, it's just wrecked everything, dude. It's like it totally ruins all of your programs to try to establish God's kingdom. What if it's already established and it's already here? It ruins like all I mean it changes everything. It's like it has a lot of implications, and I want to go into one of those tonight, which I call evil free existence. <laughs> evil free existence. Or as the old school guys would call it, Christian perfection or sinless perfection. That's the old like theological term for it, right? Like Christian perfection or sinless perfection. But, uh, but even most of those guys preach that as a process. Like, like John Wesley is like a big guy. If you know the, the Methodist church, they were all about Christian perfection. Like that was one of the big things. But, but then they somehow like believed that if somehow you attained it by your own efforts or something, or like so they called it a second work of grace or a third work of grace, but like working for grace doesn't really work for me. Uh, well, you can try it then. Uh, but whoa, but it's so good. And I, I just like want to tell you tonight, like all of your programs and your efforts to try to become better is everything that Jesus came to remove, right? All of your ideas to try to gain anything across the board is what that little message comes and erases like with a huge, like eraser, the message comes. If, if the kingdom of heaven is already here, see, most people are still waiting until they die, Right? Most people right now are waiting for, like, if you're a spiritual person, you're, like, waiting for the afterlife or something. The afterlife, why not just have a life? You know what I mean? Like, why do you have to wait for afterlife? Like, Jesus is the life. Why don't we just have a life? Yeah. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> An afterlife. And, or, or we're waiting for something greater to happen. And there's always this like idea of like pushing it off to the next thing. When Jesus was all about, he said, now, like at hand means here's your hand. It's in your hand. Just like if you can wave, if you can conceptualize, like, and in fact, it's even closer than that. Like it's, it's talking about the imminent, like the, the, the present tense, like the present moment of right now. Ha, <laughs> ha. <laughs> so so people are like why are you jacked up or why are you so weird like i mean if you're in heaven you're not going to look like the same <laughs> so i wanted to back up so i want to i just want to like expand on this because anytime i go on this gospel there's like a, a thousand implications and trails you can go on but i want to talk tonight specifically and just like hammer home because it'll be so good for your heart like to have peace to like know like oh my god it just has it it, it does so much to the inside of you um i'm gonna get to romans 6 i'm doing another bunny trail okay first john 3 9 one of my favorite one well, this is jacked up dude first john 3 9 okay i mean most people like if they read this they're like shocked and and they probably despise this verse uh, 
And it's also been used like to beat people over the head, so it's nothing, it has nothing to do with that. But it says, no one who is born of God continues to sin. That's the Bible. Like, it doesn't even say like, no one born of God shouldn't continue to sin. There's no should. In there. It's just a blanket statement. It's like a fact. Right? It's like, it's like fish need to live in water. You know? Like fish live in water. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like birds fly. Not like, oh, birds should fly. No. It's just a fact. It's like a, sta- a statement, you know? So sons of God don't sin. Not sons of God shouldn't sin. It's just a fact. Like about, it's a statement. And because, and, oh, now what's the context? I've taught on First John. I have uh, the entire book uh, verse by verse on my YouTube channel. All the teaching that we did on it. Because it's such a relevant book. Because the whole thing of First John is confronting this idea that uh, Christians aren't perfect, just forgiven. The, that's the bumper sticker, right? You'll see. But, dude, it has nothing to do with that. Of course, you're forgiven regardless. And I've taught about that. I've gone to the extreme on the forgiveness thing. I've said grace gives you a license to sin. And it does. I don't care what you say. <laughs> feel People are like stone him. <laughs> Unconditional love doesn't demand any response. Unconditional love says you can beat me as much as you want. That's what this table says to you. You can hate me. I'm going to give my body and blood for you anyways. While you are yet sinners, while you're yet whatever, do whatever you want and you're still going to be loved regardless. But some people camp out in that realm and just stay there. And so they don't get to experience the bliss of holiness, the bliss of like a different life, like a heavenly life. And so that's the other side is when you get the revelation of your inclusion in the Godhead. Because that's what it's talking about, to be born of God, to be a son of God. When you get the revelation, you will no longer sin. Woo! I mean, it's crazy, dude. And some of you guys got this a long time ago. But I'm telling you, when that revelation happens, being born of God, dude, like, it's a one-step process. It's a one-step It's one step. And I'm telling you, like, if that's not your experience right now, I just declare to you the gospel. Because it will manifest, I promise you. But if you want to change this and to fit your experience, you will be in a lifelong, like, confused process of something like saying, well, I'm getting better. We're working on it. All those things are, like, law mentality. It's all been removed. It's all been removed. There's no work on anything. The law was about working on progress, steps. This is the great confusion. Like one of the biggest things that people have like against what we're saying is like, they're like, no, nobody's perfect, brother. But dude, Jesus came, enveloped you in him. And how could Jesus not be perfect? Like you are the body of Christ. It's not. And that's what Romans 6 goes on to say. Now let's get there. Let's go to Romans 6. Because this was the confusion, right? Paul, Paul, the great revelator of grace, right? The great revelator of grace just expounded in the book of Romans for the first five chapters on grace. Like, wow, like how awesome what God has done. And Romans 5 is like one of the most amazing ones on the, just the revelation of grace. Or you could say like you're free to sin as much as you want. But then he says, Romans 6, here's where it starts. Because they had the same confusion then as people have right now, Okay. But what, what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. And here's the great question. How could we who died to sin live in it? And most like sermons today are trying to answer that question, but there is no answer to it. 
You know what I mean? So many sermons are like trying to explain to you how you died to sin, but somehow you're still living in it, brother. So just like come to the altar and receive forgiveness every week and go back and live the same. Live in defeat. But dude, like, I'm just so, I mean, it says, do you not know? I'm just reading the scriptures right now, right? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we might walk in newness of life. Oh, my God. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that our body of sin might be brought to nothing, that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. So I just tell you, man, like it can't get any more clearly. He's like, can salt and fresh water flow from the same spring? The answer is no, right? Well, yeah, well, in the natural, brother, but I mean, in reality, you know, I mean, of course, he's trying to, you know, blah, blah, blah. I don't know, but we've, we have really in-depth theologies to try to explain how that can happen. We have really ones like, well, in your spirit, perfect. Yeah, but then in your soul, here's the other. And dude, the, all dirty soul teaching is the, the bane of the like witchcraft existence that's binding everybody up. <laughs> like dirty soul or whatever. Because dirty soul is the great big theological thing that we've created to like keep us, like to explain that. And I just want to tell you, you can, there's good news for you. There's really good, you can walk in newness of life. This is what, like Jesus came to die for, when, when Jesus went down in that grave, why? In your consciousness, when you look at, when you look at that, you can now realize that you never even had a flesh. There's no such thing as a flesh. I mean, I know I'm hitting on all these things and you're going to need way more explanation. So just go to the YouTube channel. <laughs> I mean, or keep coming or whatever. I don't know. Or just, you know, ask your Holy Spirit. <laughs> but like, oh, I'm so excited, guys. I'm so excited. Like, because, but I still see like people wrestling with sin. And I'm just trying to say, like, there's coming for you a revelation. And why not right now? Why not right now? I can testify to you. Like, uh, sometimes I joke around with, with our friends. I heard this song. It's called Haven't Sinned in Years or something. But it's like, I can be your experience. <laughs> like, like, whoa, you can be completely free from a hurt. Because here's what sin is. Sin, I don't care about big theological terms like, ooh, sin, let's define it. Sin is just hurting people. Yeah. You, can be, you can be completely free from hurting anyone ever again. Like, yeah, whoa, that's pretty good. I mean, that's way better than like all the other things we think are promised. Well, there's wealth promised in these scriptures, brother. Yeah, cool, that is. But, dude, how about uh, never hurting anyone ever? <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm jacked up, dude. That's why I'm jacked up. I'm not just, like, excited because, oh, yeah, the Holy Spirit gives me this little buzz or something, dude. I'm, like, freaking, like, blown out of my mind because I've been tasting for, like, it's like seven years now or something, like, sinless perfection. Well, he's claiming to be perfect. Not by my own efforts, though. That's the thing. I've no, I can't take any credit for anything. I didn't try to do this. When I heard who I am in Christ, it transformed me. And now like to sin would be really hard work. It's not like a, 
And I know it's like still mysterious to people if you haven't tasted it yet. But that's why preachers preach. To declare there's something greater than what you've been experiencing. I'm telling you about it. Don't argue with it. If you take it right now, just it's just... Which, how do you take it? Just don't fight it. You know what I mean? Because it happens effortlessly. This, by, you know, faith comes by hearing. By this declaration that I, even as I said, no man who is born of God will continue to sin. And let me tell you, everyone in here, because of what Christ did, you've all been born of God. So it's not like, well, how do I get born again? No, like that's what Jesus did. I, I've thrown all, like any steps just go right. Christ fulfilled every step. Every step, even believing for you. You couldn't even believe it. It's too good for you to believe. Like, so if you're offended right now, just let Christ believe for you. <laughs> just realize he believed it for you. He, know, he knew that there was no uh, separation between him and the Father. He knew that sin is dead, that sin is an illusion, that sin has nothing, that there's no power to it. And so he, he comes in and by his consciousness and absorbing you into him does it all. But if you want to fight it and hold on to this sense of self-works or self-efforts, you will experience a pattern of continual struggle and hurting yourself and hurting other people. But I'm telling you, there's such freaking amazing good news. And uh, this is the gospel that is fringe right now, but it's about to like possess the world. This is the gospel. It seems, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Oh, because, okay, I'm backing up here. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So all delight in all of love, joy, peace, patience is meant to be your normal existence, right? You know, from the original, like, the original plan of God was that no one ever would experience, like, pain and torment and, like, like <sighs> darkness. Now, he's, all, he's worked through that. Nothing caught him off guard. But, like, his plan is for everybody to live in bliss and ecstasy, right? But what was the hindrance? The, the, what was the hindrance has always been sin. It's always been sin. Now, it's not a real hindrance. It's just something in, going on in you where you have, have felt like, and this is what First John says, like, your heart condemns you. Because, and that's, that's what, like, God didn't want. He's like, Listen, I don't want you living an independent existence and, and hurting other people. Obviously, because it hurts them, but also it hurts you and it causes something to go on inside of you that you live in this dark, confused, like crazy state. But when Jesus died, he removed that, that state completely and it's totally gone. <laughs> so sin, sin doesn't keep you from God. Sin never kept you from God, right? Even in the garden after Adam and Eve did something, God still came to the place the next day and was like, where are you guys? I want to hang out. You know, but they were the ones hiding. And that's what sins cause people to do. So they're hiding and like, and uh, we just feel like there's this barrier, this separation. But the separation has always just been in your own mind and in your own, in your own experience. But Jesus died to, to bring you to a place where those barriers never manifest anymore. Firstly, you know you're always forgiven. But then second, you actually can live in that victory. And so I love forgiveness, guys. Like, I preach it, like, a thousand times. I love, why not just receive, you're totally forgiven, and forgive everybody right now, you know? Let's just live in forgiveness. But let, there's something greater than forgiveness is when you don't hurt anybody anymore. My God. And I'm telling you, like, 
That's not normal for future. It's normal for right now. It's, it's not just possible. It's actually what that, that verse, 1 John 3, 9, it says, fish swim in the sea. You know what I mean? Birds fly and sons of God don't sin. So, so don't go around and around wondering about, well, why am I sinning? Am I not a son of God? Have I not had this thing? Just take the revelation right now. Just take it. Who cares about what happened yesterday? Today, you're a son. Today, you are born anew. And you can argue with these scriptures all you want. We've got long theology books to argue with it. Long, long books from seminaries that will argue with what Jesus said. <laughs> oh, okay, I need to read more scriptures, I can tell. <laughs> we know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing, that we would no longer be enslaved. For the one who has died has been set free from sin. So all the death to self things, it's all lies. It's not based on the scripture. The Bible says he came that you might have life. <laughs> not that you might have death. So we preach this dual message. We're like, yeah, Jesus came that you might have life, but you got to die every day. But then you got to be alive, but you also got to die. No, listen, it's not. There's a lot less paradoxes in the scriptures than you might think. Because we preach all these things. Well, it's just the mystery, brother. It's the divine mystery. Or, you know, we're always dying to self and we're always being alive. No, like, God's not trying to confuse you. He either wants you to die or he wants you to live. And uh, <laughs> my Bible says death comes from somewhere else. <laughs> like, we created God as, like, the author of death. You know what I mean? Death was never, like, a part of, of the thing. Like, immortality was always a part of the thing. Immortality. So he came that you might have life. Oh, man, I just, ugh, just, can we just kill that sacred cow of death to self like once and for all? Can we just, oh, it's already dead. It's already dead. <laughs> like, there's so many theologies about suffering and pain and torment and hardship. And I just tell you, you can, there's not one of them that has a shred of truth to it. Just burn them all. Burn it all down. Well, I'm going through a death season. Well, what, you, you like believe in the devil or, I mean, I don't really understand, like, like, I believe in Jesus, so I don't know, like, but my Bible says the one who has died has been set free from sin. What, what died? Your old independent self has already been removed. Your old independent, now all you have is the life of Christ. All you have flowing through your veins tonight is the life of Christ. Now, if we have died with Christ, we know that we will also live with him. Those that, uh, we know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. So if you're trying to like die again, you're saying that Jesus needs to die again. And what he did wasn't enough, right? You're like, well, Jesus needs to die again. Like, uh, but it says death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died to sin was once for all. Woo! Once for all. I'm just reading the scriptures and it's like frying people's brains, you know? Once for all. That's like the old, you know, all for one and one for all, you know? It's true. The life he lives, he lives to God. So you must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. <sighs> Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal bodies to make it, you obey their passions. Because you can go back and live in a, in a false mindset and live in an illusion. 
Like, and that's what people are experiencing. But do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and your members to God as instruments for righteousness. For sin, and here's a good declaration, sin will no longer have dominion over you since you are not under law, but under grace. Ha <laughs> ha. So then it goes back and asks the question again. What then? Are we to sin because we're not under law, but under grace? By no means. Do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as slaves, you're either slave to one or the other? And this it goes on. But it goes, and I'm just going to skip to the end. But now that you have been set free from sin and become slaves of God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification and its end, eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And I know you've heard these scriptures a thousand times, but I just want to tell you, like, oh my God, like the, the superior pleasure of holiness, dude. Like the ecstasy of waking up every day and just, you never have to have doubts about your actions. You know what I mean? Now, don't feel condemned if that hasn't been your experience yet. I, just want, I, I always want to say that. Like, who cares what your past experience was? That's gone. God has no record of it. There's no records of wrongs in heaven. There's no, there's no record of the, the illusion self. Only if you try to bring it up can you remember, but God has no clue. No clue about that. So it's like, oh man, well, I, I must not be a son of God because I have been struggling with sin. And God's like, you've been struggling with sin? I don't have a record. Literally. Literally. And that's what most people are talking about in their prayer times. They're like talking about the times they failed. Or that's all they're thinking about is the times they failed. But in the mind of God, there's no, there, none of that is, is there. Nothing exists. The times you failed. And, and so you can just right now in this moment, and even if you've already believed this before, like why not just in this moment, let's just all like agree again, you know. Oh my God, I'm perfect. <laughs> I'm so perfect. Like right now, I don't know what happened yesterday. Like. I, I don't know. Maybe I messed up. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. Like, all I know is right now, I'm a son of God. <sighs> Can you feel the power? Yeah. Feel the power on it. You're like, woo. Yeah. Oh! oh! No, just throw out. Well, well, yeah, I, I've, I've known I was a son of God before, and then I kill back and keep struggling with this thing. No, who cares? Who cares about it? Just every moment you hear the gospel is a fresh opportunity for absolute per- perfect bliss perfect union and bliss Woo! Woo! and this is the big deal because sin was the thing that always clouded it so if you begin to walk without any like uh, consciousness of sin without any awareness of sin your revelation level is going to spike through the roof you're like manifestations is like boo boo in every area you just start going nuts because sin was the only hindrance it was never real and now it's disappeared completely because when you look at when you look at this table, you can remember, oh my God, like it was never in the mind of God anyways. <sighs> I'm so passionate about it because one time somebody asked me like, well, if you had any leadership principles like for us, like how, how would you lead something like? How do you how do you lead a community or like lead a ministry? And I was like, I was like, I don't know. And then and then this thought came to me. And it was like, just don't sin. <laughs> 
And I was like, whoa, that is the best thing ever. Like, you want to lead your household? You want to, like, have fun? You want to, like, have the most fruitful life? Just don't sin because... (laughs) Then everything you do will just be manifesting perfectly. Like, it's not a secret. Like, if you... Because if you just walk in the glory, in the anointing all the time, you don't even have to know what you're doing. You don't have to lead anything. You just are living, like, in the glory with no darkness... And everything will just be light. Everything you put your hand to is supremely blessed. All you'll have is the fullness of wisdom. And like, like you'll, all knowledge and all the mind of Christ will never be hindered in your flow. The power of Christ, the love of Christ will never be hindered in your flow. It's like people are like, well, here's our leadership principles, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, just be who you are. Just, just exist without darkness. Easy. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> but I want to, I want to tell you, I'm not, I'm not going to talk too much longer, but uh, the last part is I just wanted to, uh, I felt the Lord telling me to, uh, to insult something. <laughs> so this is going to be fun, but most of you are ready for it. But he, I just felt the Holy Spirit, like, I just want you to insult all the progressive healing models. <laughs> I want you to insult all the inner healing <laughs> techniques listen praying for people and like blessing them and stuff is good but i want to tell you dude there's a lot of step-by-step process things that we've embraced and it's complete garbage it is like the it's hindering people like crazy like all of these things where we're like well come back to our session and next week you'll be better and the next week after that you're going to get better and that and the next week and you're going to grow but i'm telling you dude i feel more than anything dude like, this gospel is a one-step process. Either it's Christ or it's nothing. Either it's Christ or it's complete illusionary. I'm telling you, like, I love all the guys that are into, you know, whatever. I don't even want to name the names because it's like, whatever. But there's all these inner healing sessions and seminars and prayers and deliverance prayers. Dude, everything I see in here is a one-step process. Now, if you're just like sitting with people, praying over them, encouraging them, declaring who they are, that's cool. But most of these things are like people get this mindset of step-by-step. That will always be law and that will always fail. It will always fail, step-by-step. Because that's what, and we read Romans 6, but that's what Romans 7 is about. Romans 7 is the good I always wanted to do. I always was pressing in to try to get the next thing. But let me tell you, like anything that has progress, process, steps, step to this thing, step to that, like bringing the apostolic leaders together so we can pry open the heavens or, or getting all the people in, the, in alignment or figuring out how to yield more. Or let, let's talk about that. Yielding, throw it out, burn it. Surrendering, burn it. Like submitting, coming into agreement. Those are all like lies. It was a one-step thing. Christ submitted for you. Christ yielded for you. Christ came into agreement for you. Christ, Christ, whatever term you want to put on, because nobody's going to say I'm working my salvation, you know? No one's going to come right out and say I'm working it out, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm going to obey my way into heaven. Everyone knows that that doesn't work. But so what we've done is we've turned it into little things like, oh, well, I'm yielding more, brother. I'm surrendering more. Like I'm just learning how to come into agreement more. Or I'm just pleading the blood more. Or I'm just, all, dude, none, all of those things, dude. It's other, it's works righteousness in a different form, like in a subtle form. It's all, and it will always keep you into waiting for the breakthrough. Amen. When's the breakthrough going to come? Like how many churches, you know, it's every week. It's like, it's just about here, brother. 
You know what I mean? Or whatever it is. It's almost, we're almost to the breakthrough. Why? Because it's always another step. And, and like Francois de Troyes says, it's like religion needs returning and paying customers. It demands. It has to have, and it's just like any other program. And, but, and, and most people, I'm not insulting them because I, they don't know. I did it myself, right? You don't know what you're doing. You're just being a good boy trying your best, right? So I, like, I'm like, I have compassion, you know? You're just like, you want to love God. But that's what all the Pharisees wanted to do. None of them set out like trying to be jerks, right? They were good little boys that were trained in memorizing the scriptures and getting enough things. And then when Jesus appears on the scene, he said, none of you know God. You remember that scripture? Jesus said, none of you know the Father. Talk about insulting. I'm not trying to be like a jerk, but Jesus appeared on the scene and he said, hey guys, love you. You're awesome. None of you know God. Crazy. But what was he saying? He's saying, and I was talking to John earlier, like in the message in John 6, it says, you have your head stuck so far up your Bibles that you can't see the forest for the trees. <laughs> but like, you know, and I mean, Jesus was pretty strict with it. And why, why am I like hitting on that? Because it is the thing, it, it presents itself as the form of godliness, but has no power. Only Christ has the power, Right? Only the gospel. Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God. There's a message here that can bring you, I mean, talk about power, like things that would jack you up to go to the nations. One step process into perfect, perfection. One, one step. What's that step? What our, Jesus already took for you. So you can say it's a zero step process. <laughs> Woo! Come on. Zero steps to perfection, not just in God's eyes, right? I love, I always insult that one too. You know, like as if, as if God put on Jesus colored glasses so that now he can't see reality. You know what I mean? That preaching puts like God's the one in the delusion and we all know it's true. You know, God's in delusion because God put on the Jesus colored glasses. We're all like a bunch of crappy like jerks. But all he can see is Jesus. No, that's not it. Like, he actually already changed you to become 100% perfect. The only, the only breakdown might be in here. For you, you're like, well, that's too good to be true. Fine, you're the one with the sin-colored glasses on. You know what I mean? Because he, he sees reality. We're the ones. And so this gospel simply does this. It takes the sin-colored glasses off. And you're like, oh my God, I was in heaven the whole time? I was, oh my God, I'm good. Like, I look good. You know what I mean? You've been wearing these glasses that, that are like, I look like, you know, crap. And I got a long way to go. And so people are like ministering to you according to your vision and your, what you can see. And you seem to be making progress, but the progress never really brings you the breakthrough. Then all of a sudden you're like, I'm just going to dare to like say to, today that like Jesus actually already perfected it all. And then the glasses come off and you're like in a wonderland. <laughs> and you can say to people around you, the kingdom of heaven is already at hand. <laughs> Just look at it, take it again. Oh my God, heaven is everywhere. <laughs> I was like, I was all talking about this stuff. I was all talking about, I, I was seeing demons and all the devils and sin and all this stuff. What was I talking about? I was warring with principalities. Listen, like, when Jesus said it is finished, dude, 
There was a lot finished. <laughs> so I don't know, man. Like, this is a message you might have heard a lot of times. But, like, and I don't want to talk you into it. I know I've been trying to, like, I've been very, like, forceful here. But I'm just, like, I just want to declare to you a no process, no time to wait, no, no steps, no hindrance, like, reality where, uh, oh, man, this is a good verse. I was like, in Colossians 2, it says, see to it that no one takes you captive by philosophies. And empty deceits according to human tradition, according to elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him the whole fullness of the deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled and been made complete in him. The head of every rule and authority. In him you were already circumcised. It's like John Crowder says, circumcision is not a process. Thank God. (laughs) It's not every day you're cutting a little bit more off. You were already circumcised in a circumcision made without hands, hallelujah, by putting off the body of the flesh. So where's the flesh? It was already put off. So everybody's battling with the flesh. Talk about like a waste of time. But by the circumcision of Christ, it says you've been buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. And you who were, who were dead in trespasses and uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses, canceling the record of debt that stood against us. And he, these he set aside, nailing it to the cross. And, and this is why I'm insulting some of the models because it, this is what Jesus did. It said he disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame, triumphing over them in him. Therefore, let no one pass judgment on you in questions of food and drink or rules, regulations, behavior. Forget about behavior. Just be God conscious. Like, it doesn't even matter. What are you doing? Did I mess up today or whatever? Like, you have the freedom to just be aware of the glory. That's it. There's nothing. How is my behavior? And when that glory awareness is your reality, then then sin no longer manifests. All right. I think I've said enough. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. I mean, you can talk about it endlessly, right? And we, we got all kinds of resources you can tap into. Because I really care about this. Like, I don't need to have a platform. Like, I don't care about my ministry. Burn it down. It's whatever. But I love seeing people that, like, are free and alive. Like, I love, like, oh, this. And, and I'm telling you, I just want to encourage you, those of you that are writing and producing art and music and, and preaching and stuff, I want to tell you, there is no other power. Like, Make this like your song. Make this your message. Make this in the content of your art, the content of your conversation. What, it, what am I talking about? All mankind's perfection in Christ. Yeah. All mankind's perfection. Because everything else is just a, a hollow, vain philosophy. Everything else will lock people into lifestyles of they want to do good, but they can't. That's the Romans said. They wanted to do good. You want to. There's a lot of people out there. Actually, I believe there's been a quickening right now in the atmosphere. That there's so many people that want to love right now. You watch movies. You watch. You see things in the radio. They're like, man, I want to love. But, the, but half of them, most of them are living in depression because they tried to love and they failed. They tried. And they're in the Romans 7, man. But you have a message. Romans 6 and Romans 8 that bookended that. That said in both places, it's all been dealt with. You're free right now. You have all the resources of heaven at your capacity, living in you and as you. And when they hear that message, I guarantee there's a freedom that looks nothing like what we've known in the church. 
It looks nothing like all the things and programs we've tried to do in the church. It creates people that when you, when you punch them, they bleed love. When you stab them, they respond with love. When turning the other cheek becomes automatic for them. It's a total difference. It's not like, well, these guys stole from me and I'm trying really hard to forgive them. That's crap. That's Romans 7, man. The, when you have a revelation of this, who you are in Christ, people can take everything and forgiveness comes automatic. You're like, whoa, they took everything. They're so perfect. They're so beautiful. I love them. Like, I'm not offended because you're a son of God. You're exactly like Jesus. You've been made renewed completely in the manifest image of God. Now, let's stand. Let's, let's just stand. <laughs> let's just celebrate it. Um, Lauren, do you want to play a little bit of music? Let's just, Lauren might sing and prophesy over you, but... Um, I just want to like, oh, thank you, God. Like, thank, just raise your hands to heaven and just say, Lord, we receive the fullness of the kingdom of heaven right now. Maybe we've received it a thousand times before, but right now is right now. (laughs) It's a new time, Lord. And we believe your gospel, your gospel, that the kingdom of heaven is at hand, that we've been set free from all darkness, not 99% of darkness, not like a, a process of renewing lord i thank you that love is easy and natural in your glory i thank you jesus that you did something exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or imagine in your death and resurrection in your life in your creation with us thank you lord thank you lord So uh, we're just going to close. You're free to go. But if you want to receive prayer, you can just come up and stand up here too. Because like, if you just want prayer for anything, just come and stand here. Someone might come lay their hands on you. But, um, whoa. Yeah, it's just a response time. Like, we just preach the eternal gospel, right? (laughs) If you want to see, you know, a response to that in your life, you want to, you're like, my God, in this in this area, it doesn't make sense to me right now. I just want, I just want to like fly. I just want to like be free. Just receive, just receive. And we're just gonna wait a little bit uh, together, and uh, but just no no pressure to stay here. I just want you to know, like you know, I know it's late and whatever you want to do. But if you want to come and just soak or receive, just just come on up and. Uh, we're going to release things and we're going to we're going to recognize our perfection right now. So thank you, Lord. Love you guys. You're awesome.